Welcome back to the Auto Amateur Podcast. This is James. In today's episode, I've got Daniel from the YouTube channel Jet Fuel Only. If you follow Jet Fuel Only, you'll know that the majority of the videos on there aren't actually about Porsches. They're about Cadillacs. Daniel knows an awful lot about Cadillacs, but just recently he's bought himself a brand new Cayman GT4, and it is absolutely gorgeous. So that's what we're going to be focusing a lot of today's conversation on. But I also want to know more about Dan, more about his channel, and what he's got coming up planned. So um, are we are we all good recording? Are we five uh, by five? We are recording, and it's right in front of my face to completely guarantee that it is continuously <laughs> recording. That's awesome. Uh, that's awesome. Well, let's get started then. So, why jet fuel only? Let's start there. Your uh, Instagram and YouTube channel of the same same name. Yeah, uh, you know, it's uh, obviously it doesn't seem to have much to do with cars, but I, I think the the idea of jet fuel only kind of uh, makes you think of you know only things fast with all sorts of energy, right? And yeah. uh, of course, there is the attachment that I am a pilot professionally, so uh, there's that element. And uh, um, I made that logo a long time ago. And fun fact, not many people know this, but it is, uh, I made that logo 20 years ago. No, about 10 years ago. And it is a tattoo on my body. No way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I got it when I got my first jet job. And of course, they just kind of carried over. And originally, the channel was going to be all things fast and, uh, you know, including jets and yeah, airplanes yeah. and motorcycles. And uh, well, that kind of part of it just kind of fizzled out and just mostly focused on cars. Well, you can get to that. I mean, you know, once life gets a little easier and we uh, we're, we're not, you know, living in chaos maybe maybe that's that's where you can get to you see i thought that was some sort of insider insider term for you know like high octane super premium gas that i don't understand <laughs> because i'm just a simpleton <laughs> i'm yeah. glad i'm glad and that's not the case it's not something you can use as a replacement for uh race fuel it's uh, definitely a different type of fuel pretty close to kerosene so um yeah your car wouldn't like it very much for okay. very long so would it would it make my car go faster though for a short period of time or would it just blow it up <laughs> i i think it yeah i don't I don't know for sure, but I'm pretty sure it's not faster. <laughs> okay. Well, you know what? That could be a good video. Maybe we could collaborate on destroying a Porsche by using jet fuel. Yeah. <laughs> I want to get that. I want to get that engineering explained guy involved, and he can explain exactly how this is going to be a bad idea. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. That would be funny. So yeah. So I came across. Um, I came across a couple of your videos, and then you reached out to me via email. And I, honestly, I didn't put two and two together until I followed one of the links that you sent me. Um, and then I realized, oh, it's that guy. I know that guy. And because, you know, you, you've got some great content out there. And uh, at the time, I assumed that you were just a sort of, you know, 100% Chevy guy. And we will talk about Chevy. Uh, but then I saw a video even more recently where you've gone and bought a dream car, for want of a better expression, for a lot of Porsche enthusiasts. Tell us, tell us what you've just done. Yeah, uh, in December, I received uh, my 2021 PDK GT4, uh, something I kind of just did not expect to happen. I knew I was going to be getting a new sports car of some sort, and uh, uh, yeah, so that happened in December. I actually ordered it back in uh, late August, 
Uh, so I had to do the whole wait. And yeah. yeah, that's that's in. And of course, uh, it is uh, part of the channel because my channel is very car related. Sure. Uh, it's just it didn't include Porsches because, well, I didn't have one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you got, you got a very nice looking caddy and I've seen a few other uh, nice looking cars on your channel. But yes, now it's all about the Cayman. I mean, you know, whether you like the Caymans, whether you like the 911s, it's a Porsche. And not only that, it's one of the GT cars. You know, you, you've bought yourself a a relatively limited production run which a lot of people look up to and like you know i drive the base carrera and every time i see a gt carrera go by or a, a, a gt 911 go by it's exciting and and even i get excited when i see gt caymans so um just you know congratulations for one and um i'm jealous for two <laughs> 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 I'm jealous of me too. <laughs> good for you, good for you. But not only have you gone and bought yourself this new car, um, you've actually created, I think, maybe one of the, the most entertaining YouTube videos I've seen in a while uh, when you chronicled breaking your Cayman recently. And, you know, long story short, you haven't done irreparable damage. But, I mean, if you and I are anything alike, I would have first been absolutely horrified and just completely gutted and then tried to see the funny side of it. And I kind of feel like that's that's what you did. Why, why don't you tell everybody what happened? Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, you know, I, I was uh, just trying to, you know, a ceramic coating various parts of the car and, you know, folding out a windshield wiper is something you often do to get better access to the windshield and maybe the plastics in that area, that um, cowl. And uh, basically I... You know, this is, I think, the only car where I've unfolded the windshield wiper and it was under the hood yeah. that was open. And so <laughs> forgetting that resulted in uh, the hood being very capable of snapping off a, a windshield wiper arm. <laughs> and uh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, obviously, yeah, horrifying because, you know, uh, this, is, this car is like three times the price of any car I've ever bought. And yeah. it's like... You know, I'm just all I can think about is telling people, okay, when you get in, this is how you do it, and you know, <laughs> every freaking detail. And here I do the dumbest thing, and I brushed off this windshield wiper arm. But, um, and yeah, you know, uh, it was fun to tell the story. Uh, I, on my channel, I've done lots of how tos, and of course, historically, because the channel's been built around my Cadillac for the last couple of years. Um, you know, the how-tos now transition to the Porsche, and I was hoping not to have to give a, a how to fix something, but yeah. it came up, and uh, I just uh, thought about how uh, it was so insanely uh, scary to see something break <laughs> on it, and then just realizing, you know, this is just really, it's small change, uh, yeah. it's not a big deal, and, you know, uh, maybe it happened to somebody else. I, oh, I'm I, I sure. can totally see it happening. Yeah, totally. Uh, and, you know, just recently, I've come across several people, myself and you included, um, that have had issues with the frunk, with the with the hood. Um, so you had that issue, and you, um, you know, mangled your, your wiper blade. I have just been rinsed for a couple of thousand dollars to have the fenders removed and the front bumper removed just so the Porsche techs could get in and tighten two bolts to keep the 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 um to keep the top arms of the hood straight so that my my hood actually sits straight on my car it was slightly off and it looked it kind of looked like someone like sat on it and it was slightly lopsided so that was the the support arms, the the hinges and such. You're saying, it, the, yeah, basically the hinges that keep the hood 
on the left and the right attached to the chassis the bolts had come loose slightly but in order to tighten those bolts you couldn't do it without removing the fenders and you couldn't remove the fenders without taking off the wheels and taking off the the front bumper and the headlights so oh that, my gosh and and so zero cost of 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 parts because they didn't need to replace any parts but it was like nine hours labor <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap. I'm guessing this is going to be part of your 100,000 mile uh, cover video. It, video yeah, it, yeah, it is. In fact, it is. And oh, and by man. the time this podcast drops, that, that video should be live. Um, <laughs> so hopefully I'm not stealing, I'm not spoiling it for anybody. And, and I show you exactly what the car looked like half naked with all of the panels off, which was oh, very cool. A yeah, a bit of a shock. Oh, man. But yeah. And so how, if I may ask, what is the Porsche labor rate out there? Um, good question. Off the top of my head. I want to say like a buck 25, but okay. I think it varies to be honest around the country. Like I'm pretty yeah, sure it's it more expensive in like New York city and uh, Florida and uh, well, maybe not Florida, but California for sure. Um, that's a good one though. Don't, don't quote me on that. I'd, I'd need to go and double check. I'm pretty sure that the regular Chevrolet dealer out where I live already charges that much. And the Cadillac dealer is like 175. So uh, oh. Porsche, I'm a little worried about out here. And that's exactly why, I decided to take the steps to replace my own wiper arm. <laughs> yeah, no, good for you. Yeah, I mean, things like that. I mean, put it put it this way. Uh, to, to, to replace the oil um, yourself will cost you, you know, 40 bucks in oil, $20 in, in you know, yeah. $20 to buy a, um, a filter and a crush washer. Um, and it'll take you about an hour and a half. If you were to get the Porsche dealer to do it, it's going to cost you $200 plus, maybe 250 bucks. So maybe they are around 150, 160 an hour. Again, I don't quote me. I need to double check. But I've got this, <laughs> I've got this sort of ongoing battle with my perspective and my my uh, my sort of feelings about using independent specialists versus dealers because. I really like Porsche of Minneapolis. I, I, you know, I think I'm the type of person that would be cynical of somebody charging a premium for a service you could get cheaper elsewhere. And you sort of innately feel that, well, if I'm going to go to the Porsche dealership, they're going to charge me more just because they can. And, you know, they've got the skills and the tools. And, you know, you're probably going to play a, a 10 or 15% premium. But having gone to them consistently over the past five years, and I've owned four 911s and a Cayenne now in the past five years, I've gotten to know some of the guys there, the, the service manager, the tech. They are straight shooters. They are straight up. They are very transparent about their process. I would wholeheartedly recommend them to anybody, even though maybe you will pay slightly more. But at the same time, I've gone to a couple of different independent specialists, and uh, there, there are a couple that are absolutely fantastic that I trust. Um, Eurocharge Minneapolis being one of them. There are a couple, and I, I won't name names, but there have been a couple I've been to both in this city and, and elsewhere where I have felt like, you know what, they're, they're charging a lower rate per hour, but they're spending twice as much time doing the job. Oh my gosh. Because they don't really know what they're doing. You know, you, yeah. go, you, go, into, um, you go into Eurocharge Minneapolis and speak to Dave, you go into Porsche Minneapolis and you speak to John or Seth or whomever, these guys are looking at 991s and 997s and 6s every single day. They're doing those jobs yeah. over and over and over. You go to an independent specialist that specializes in German cars, okay, that's great, but maybe they're only touching those 911s, you know, a fraction of the time as well as looking at the Audis and the Mercedes and the Volkswagens and, you know, everything else. Um, so, yeah. you know, this is muscle memory to one degree or another. Um, so, 
you know, I, I don't want to throw the dealers under the bus, and I, I've got a lot of trust in them, particularly this one. And I don't want to throw any indie specialists under the bus, but I, I have encountered that scenario, I think, sometimes where Porsche might have charged me 10% more and done it in two hours, and the indie might have charged me 30% or 10% less in rates, but ended up spending more time, and so it costs about the same or more. Yeah. I mean, I, I a lot of those independent uh, mechanics are also, you know, like, they're guys that have seen, you know, uh, 993s for two decades now or more, yes. right? And yeah, so right. Uh, however long they've been around. But those, you know, those those owners aren't always going to the Porsche dealers with those. So in some ways, those indie mechanics gain more experience. There you but go. When yeah. you got new products like a 991 or 992, I mean, you kind of want to go where people have recently been trained on the product, you know? Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah, and, and I, I've had a little bit of, a, you know, insight in some of the training that, um, Porsche gives out for the 992s and it's extensive and I, I can't imagine any other um, you know indies sort of getting hold of that particular training content and and having that that value so yeah I, I would agree with you there completely and you know I think there are a lot of instances where people you know go and get their training they work for the the dealers they work for the companies and then they go and set up their own shop when I had a, a Mercedes CLK in London there was a uh, there was a Mercedes specialist, independent specialist in Southeast London. The guy who ran it used to be a service manager at, at one of the the northern Mercedes dealerships. Set himself up. He had all the Mercedes tools. He had a couple of ex Mercedes staff. So it was kind of like you were going to Mercedes experts who had been trained by Mercedes. Yeah. They would just call something different, and they were absolutely fantastic. Uh, and they got me out of a couple of holes sometimes. So you know, it's I guess it swings and roundabouts. You you got to you, I think. Ultimately, you've got to do your research. You've got to get to know the people at the garage, and you've also got to trust a little bit. You know, maybe maybe <laughs> one job isn't going to go perfectly well, but you know, you go ten times. I bet you nine of those jobs went swimmingly. Whether yeah, you go to the yeah. indie or whether you go to the dealer. Anyway, well, what what about your Cayman then? I mean, so you fixed you fixed the wiper blade. Are you going to be doing <laughs> any mods? Are you going to be? Um, I am generally a mod person in a lot of ways, and like you, it's just like you want to mess with the car. You want to make those tiny changes that, uh, or big changes, you know, yeah. that, that make the car yours. Um, and because I think you know every little thing matters, whether it be valve stem caps with yeah. logos, you know, I mean that stuff matters to you, even if other people don't see them. And uh, so, as far as big mods, you know, maybe some exhaust mods here in the future. Uh, I, I like the idea that right now, you know, what I think JCR is advertising up to 50 horsepower gain with their full exhaust, and I'm not sure if I'm really with if that's true because some of the other people um, uh, like. Uh, Soul hasn't given numbers yet, but uh, I, th I think Akrapovic maybe it said 30 horsepower, you know, and so I don't know what's real there, but uh, yeah. uh, I like the sound of that. However, I, you know, for the for a while, I am going to stick with warranty safe stuff with this car. Like I said, this is kind of a new level of car for me and uh, um, headers are probably a little more risky on the warranty, but I'll yeah. probably most definitely do some over axle pipes and, you know, get rid of those OPF filters um, yeah. uh, on the car for, for just a little better sound. But uh, that, and, uh, you know, I've got a bunch of videos coming for little mods. Uh, you know, there's, there's always stuff on the forums and they tell people how to do things, but I, I think that, Nothing quite explains anything better than a little audio and video. Yeah. Uh, whether it's, you know, because you could read something and you're like, ah, I think I know what they're talking about. But, mm -hmm. um, so, and I see a need, you know, that we could 
put those in there and more and more uh, owners are getting into their 981s, which are almost identical to yeah. 718. And, and yeah. so uh, these mods will apply. Um, but uh, yeah, I'll make some changes to make it my own. Um, and uh, right now, in fact, it's in it's it's at the shop getting PPF'd and we are uh, oh. gonna be doing sa- the stealth expel. So uh, the stealth on a black car is is really an interesting look i think uh and uh it's kind of uh obviously i can't deal with black uh (laughs) i i over the years and be joining a obsessed garage you know uh i've really learned that uh what i if you look for it you see it and you see how easily this paint scratches yeah Uh, i couldn't deal with it so the car has to be protected and uh, i want to do something a little more unique so uh, we'll do the uh, stealth PPF, and hopefully uh, that video will be out in a couple weeks or so. Yeah, good for you. I think if I was to buy a brand new Porsche, that would be one of the first things I do. Um, and I know actually uh, my friend Chris, who works at Porsche Minneapolis, he says that a lot of people who buy them brand new, they get PPF put on at the factory, and then when they bring it into the country, they actually go and put a, like a different brand on and like really try and dial it up. Um, cause the, 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 the Porsche factory PPF is really good. Um, but there are a lot of better products out there as well. If you want, you know, want to, want to pay a little bit more. Um, interesting. but you know, what's interesting is, yeah, you're right. You, you get yourself a brand new car. You've really got to walk that fine line between making it yours and not doing anything to void your warranty. I mean, honestly, any Porsche from now on is going to get the sole performance love. And I love the sole performance exhaust on my 991. They, they have the, <laughs> they have the, uh, the valve exhaust system for the, for the 718, uh, for the mm-hmm. 718 and the GT4, which runs about three grand. And, and they've got the headers, which run for about two grand, I think something like that. Um, and they just sound amazing, but yeah, what happens to your warranty? Yeah. Yeah. You know, an exhaust shouldn't void any warranties, but I think where the big deal comes in is that, uh, like on the headers, yeah. you're going to be replacing the cats or getting rid of them. And right. I think that's where dealers like, Hey, you're kind of messing with things now. Yeah. And, and if, if it was uh, anything like my headers, I think once, once I put headers on my 991 and once my friend Mario put headers on his 997, he had to get the, uh, the engine tuned to avoid a bunch yep. of uh, error messages, Codes, and and, right. mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure Porsche war- uh, will void your warranty if you if you tune the car. Exactly. So yeah, uh, yeah that's that's why that may be out of it. And uh, from what I can tell, the 718 or the at least the GT4's engine is sounds really good just with the over axle pipes. And if you really want to go louder, the the the, the exhaust. But I, honestly, uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm surprisingly not a loud exhaust guy as much as I love cars and tuning and things like that. Um, yeah, and a pilot. Uh, Hello. Yeah, <laughs> maybe that's what it is. I don't get my noise-canceling headphones in the car. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, I just, I, you know, one motto and the way somebody put it, and this goes for so many things in my life, is is life in moderation, even moderation, right? So, yeah. Uh, I try to do everything in moderation and even then I'll go in or outside those boundaries, uh, you know, but when it comes to exhaust, give me something moderate. And on the Cadillac, I don't run any exhaust, although a lot of guys do. Yeah. It's, um, it's my daily driver and I really enjoy the, the peace and quiet and the, the engine will speak for itself and it does. So I think that's fair. I think that's a fair approach to life. <laughs> hey, now since you are a pilot, uh, forgive me. I do have to ask, and you probably get asked this all the time, and you're going to roll your eyes. How big of a fan are you of Top Gun, and have you ever 
to one of your co-pilots walking towards the plane said, I feel the need, the need for speed. <laughs> ow, ow. Come oh on. God. Ow, you have, you on. have. Just, oh, it, it, I just hurt myself. I rolled my eyes so hard, I think I sprang an eyeball. Um, no, I'm kidding. Uh, that was... <laughs> you have, though, haven't okay, you? Okay, so... You have. I know you have. There's nothing wrong with Top Gun. I think it's a lot of fun, and I just saw the extended trailer for the next one coming, and oh. I was super impressed. Really? Super impressed with the work they put into it, um, and I know that they're going to try a little harder to make it, a, hopefully, a little more realistic, um, but maybe not. It's it's fine. Either way, uh, Top Gun is great. Uh, I don't make Top Gun jokes. I, I generally don't. You know, what? say Maverick and Goose. What? And, what? Uh, the need, you know, I feel the need. You know, I don't. I just, I, I don't. I don't know. Um, it's uh, uh, maybe because it's overplayed, but uh, I do like the the movie. It will always be uh, an icon, and I think. <laughs> well, I I already know how I'm going to sign off this podcast. I, I'm going to tell oh, you. No. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm going to tell you that you can be my wingman anytime. <laughs> I think you're dangerous. <laughs> That's right. I am dangerous. Oh my goodness. I just love it. I love it so much. Um, and the chances of me ever being able to fit into a, an F-16 or whatever it was they were flying in uh, in Top Gun, forget it. I'll, I'll drive one of those Oh my God. Big I saw that. You said that you are what, 6'4"? Six, 6'7". Six, no, you're not. 6'7"? Yeah. Well, just short Holy of 6'7". Yeah. I, I hit six yeah, foot no. <laughs> when I got to like 10 years old. And then, uh, yeah. But well, I think... you know, uh, on video, you, you never... You see short people and you have no idea they're very small. And I didn't yeah. realize it goes the other way, too. You can't tell that you're so tall. And that probably explains why you got to keep the camera above you exactly. in a lot of your shots. Because you put it at eye level, all we're going to see is the ceiling. <laughs> That's right. When, when I first started, yeah, there were a couple of times when I just had the camera sort of face on. And, um, yeah, I mean, unless the car was like 100 meters behind me, you wouldn't see That's right. the car. That's right. That's right. Well, uh, you wouldn't be surprised. for, for Again, a back... Uh, you know, a behind-the-scenes thing is often when I sit in front of a car, I ha- I'm on a, a, a shop stool and I'm only like a foot off the ground. I'm, I'm practically squatting to have the oh, car there you in go. the shot. There you go. <laughs> so how tall are you? Uh, I'm five eleven. Okay, okay. Yeah, you're perfect height for a pilot. Look at that. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. No, I am. Um, well, I mean, uh, at TMI, the past couple of years, um, I had a, a couple of uh, trips to the hospital, unfortunately, because of pneumonia and. The meds they put me on and blah, blah, blah. I've gained a bunch of weight in the past couple of years. I've got to get myself back on a treadmill and, and trim down. But I think one of the reasons people don't realize how tall I am is because I'm not as thin as I used to be. When I was like 50 pounds lighter a couple of years ago, it was quite abundantly obvious how tall I was. Uh, but but yeah. since, I've, since I've grown outwards, <laughs> maybe it's not quite as obvious, but... Uh, you know, it doesn't stop me getting in the 911, so thankfully, you know, I'm thankful for that. And it didn't even stop me getting in the 996, so that's all good. Now, speaking of your garage, I your garage looks a little bit like a TARDIS to me for any of the Doctor Who fans out there. Because <laughs> do you know what you know what the TARDIS is? The time machine from uh, Doctor Who? Yeah, yeah. So is it looks right? it okay. looks like a phone booth, and when you walk in, you'd never know it was a phone booth because it looks like the size of a Star Destroyer. It's huge inside. Oh. Okay, so I'm I'm looking at your garage and I'm thinking that that garage looks fully finished. It looks ultra dope because it's got lights everywhere and you know you you spend 
whatever you do with the lighting, it looks cool. It looks like a soundstage. It looks like a studio. And it and it looks bigger than I think it is. So can you clear this up for me? What yeah, kind of yeah. Hollywood trickery do you use in your garage? I have one semi-appealing wall in the garage, and that is where I hang the uh, flag. Uh, I've got a Cadillac flag for my video, my Cadillac videos, and a Porsche flag for the Porsche videos, and that is great. And then, um, yeah, a little accent, you know, uh, studio lighting helps uh, to darken up the um, the brooms on the wall and uh, <laughs> the things like that, and and highlight the important things like the flag, uh, but. Um, yeah, I have, unfortunately, uh, you know, I live in the San Francisco Bay Area where things are pretty expensive. So I'm, I'm actually lucky to have a garage at all at yeah. this price point. And uh, yeah. it's a tandem garage. So it's, uh, it, which really sucks for if I want good side shots of the car. It's almost impossible. Um, uh, so everything's at like sort of a three-quarter angle to get my nice, my, my, ni- my good wall in the background. And uh uh, but uh, it, it, at the same time, it also leaves me a lot of space in front of the car to set up camera and lighting. And um, clever. Yeah, I do actually have a small garage. You're right; it's like a TARDIS. And uh, uh, but uh, the movie magic, man, movie magic. Yeah. Well, look, I, I'll be honest with you. If I was living in the Bay Area, the only time I would take side shots of my car would be in that parking lot up in Marin County, as you look back at San Francisco with the Golden Gate Bridge behind. Yeah. Yeah, I, that that would be where I do all of my videos. You, you need to <laughs> with sort... all the tourists walking around in the background. Well, you know, whatever. That, I, you gotta go early in the morning. <laughs> you'd have to go super early in the morning. Um, but yeah, you've got some spectacular scenery out there. But that that must also make for some uh, pretty spectacular driving, right? You got some amazing roads in your area. Yeah, you know, people think of San Francisco, and it's like, oh, well, it's all these tight, you know, roads and hills and dense city but you know if you just go south of san francisco san francisco is on a peninsula and you just go yeah. south of there towards san jose and um, silicon valley there it's uh there's mountains and hills and tons of curvy two uh two lane roads that are in great condition so yeah. they're safe to drive you know spiritedly spiritedly <laughs> on them and um uh, but and yeah there's you know there is actually despite the fact that we have a ton of prius Priuses, Priuses. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, what is the plural? <laughs> Prii, I like that. Prius and and Tesla, no Teslas. Um, <laughs> we have all the, you know, there are, there is a car enthusiast uh, world out here. Although you do have to make a little more money to have a car that is fancy, but yeah. uh, you know, people will, of course. It, sorry, that that's a terrible thing to say because you don't have to be rich to be a car enthusiast, even if you're Honda. It's yeah, your car. It is. Uh, it is yours. Yeah, and uh, that's what's important. Mm-hmm. But uh, we are not car snobs in that way. Uh, <laughs> but in those hills, every weekend, man, you can go out there, and there, uh, we have a wonderful place called Alice's Restaurant. Mm. It's near Woodside. If anybody wants to look at their Google Maps, Woodside meets up. Uh, I think it's Skyline Boulevard, and uh, um, I think the seventy-three. I, I always forget the number of the road there, but it's this intersection of like three roads, and there's a old restaurant there a beautiful wood restaurant with a big backyard and it's called alice's restaurant it's been there for decades there's even a song by Ar- arlo guthrie about it and <laughs> you go up there on a weekend james and you can stand there and within an hour you will see almost every type of supercar oh, really? motorcycle classic car people are rolling through and not only just to meet up and oh, yeah. we're gonna make a stop at alice's grab a, a beer or a sandwich but people are also on their way to hit those roads oh wow um, 
yeah even though in the on the weekends there's just you know the traffic builds up but uh we have amazing roads out here james and i hope you, you should come out here sometime uh and and, and check it out because uh, oh, not only there but north uh you know in marin area there's great driving anywhere we've got mountains and hills and even if you're only doing 25 miles an hour because the turns are so tight, right. you have so much fun. Yeah. So much fun. Well, I'm a big fan of California and, and the Pacific Northwest. I, I lived in San Francisco for like a year on and off. Oh, you did? Yeah. I had a, I had a, my first, uh, my first girlfriend was uh, from Phoenix, Arizona, and uh, she got a job in San Francisco. And my first year out of uni, um, I was working for an American company. And I would basically spend a couple of weeks a month over in San Francisco, sort of, you know, crashing at her place and contributing <laughs> towards her rent. Um, and then going yeah. back to London and the, the company I worked for actually had a, a building out by um, SFO airport. Um, so I, I got to spend the best part of a year sort of like go, just jumping between London and, and San Francisco. And I got to spend a lot of time there. We would hire a, um, we'd hire a, like whatever convertible we could pick up. I think it was a Mustang drive down the PCH, get down to LA, visit some of our friends that were there and then come back up again. And and that road, Oh my God, even though it just got washed out recently. I don't know if you saw that in the yeah, news, which is pretty sad. Um, Hearst castle and the big Sur and Carmel, um, Santa Barbara, probably not in that order. I forget which, which way they all come half moon Bay. I think was another one we went to, um, uh-huh, just uh-huh. so gorgeous, what incredible driving. But you know, that, I guess that's the tourist route, right? Everybody thinks of doing the the the, the PCH. Um, yeah, it, it is beautiful, but the curves aren't quite as technical, you know, for the fun. And yeah, the traffic can build up uh, on the you know in the afternoons, of course. But you know, uh, that is almost always part of a drive that we'll make. You know, it's because you just can't you can't avoid it. It's just yeah. so. You got to see it, you know, but then, but the routes we take to get to the ocean uh, are, are definitely the fun ones. Wow. Well, I am going to try and get out there with my car at some point. I, I, uh, you know, I feel, I, I don't see myself traveling internationally for a while with the whole pandemic. And uh, I've gotten to a groove where I've done a couple of road trips recently. I, I went to Chicago. I've been to La Crosse, uh, Wisconsin. Um, I went up to Duluth and up towards the Canadian border on the North shore of uh, Lake Superior and, you know, I love driving and I feel confident enough that I can stay kind of, you know, COVID free um, if I uh, if I take care of myself. Maybe a, a trip to the Northwest will be in my future in the spring. Maybe uh, I've got to do it before my uh, little girl, my baby number three arrives in, in end of May. Otherwise, oh, there's another one coming. Good Lord. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> After, after after our first, my wife and I were like, "Oh no, never again!" And then we thought, "Yeah, let's have a brother. Let, let's get another one." So we had we had another one, and then uh, it's been a couple of years. My my youngest is two and a half now, and uh, my my wife just really wanted a girl, so we had two boys. So we thought we thought we'd give it another shot, and you know we sort of rolled snake eyes or uh, whatever the the good roll is on the of the dice. And um, we we have a baby girl coming in May, so I've got to... Okay, well, congrats. Thank you. I've got to try and make as much content as I can before May, because I've got a feeling June and July is going to be pretty pretty sparse. (laughs) Well, if you need an editor, you just send your footage to me. Good lad. I'll make it terrible, so you can... I like it. No. Um, Yeah, but, you know, you're right. You know, this is a good time to drive. Uh, You know, driving and group drives are great because... It is COVID friendly, you know, and uh, uh, and it just helps you get out. Uh, yeah. I do have a video in case anyone's interesting. Shameless plug. It was called the Quarantine Cruise, and you actually can get see a little bit of what the roads are like. Oh, nice! Here. I'll I mean, check that out. Driving. 
Yeah, it was, uh, you know, it was the first time we got out. My friend and I were like, we got to get out of the house. And yeah. so we met up near the Golden Gate Bridge and went on a drive. And I, I filmed it, you know, and a little, it's like a more like a driving music video, but it's, uh -huh. it's, you get, you get a sense of, of what it's like out there. And it's really nice. I'll have to check that out. I'll have to check that out. Well, Daniel, what are your plans for the channel for the, uh, for the rest of the year? Hopefully, lots uh, of came and content. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, uh, it's double duty now on the channel. I still have, uh, you know, most of my following are my Cadillac people. Uh, they've uh, really come to appreciate the, the content I've brought because there's not a lot of support for our specific model, the CTSV Sport. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, I continue to support them and bring them, you know, more how-tos. And as I've already modded most of the mods I'm going to do, a lot of it's going to be repairs from now on, you know. Yeah. Um, so... There is that Cadillac stuff, and uh, but don't let that deter uh, you Porsche folks out there. Uh, yes, there are. I've got at least, I think you know, I keep a running list. I've got another uh, like fifty videos in my mind. Awesome, written down. Yeah, but uh, and I'd say at least half of those are Porsche related. Okay. Uh, so there is stuff to come. There's been some delays because of getting my car PPF'd and the delays yeah. there. But uh, as soon as that's out, uh, I intend to. Um, uh, bring some good GT4 content. And the other thing is that like uh, the, having the Porsche has also inspired me to say, you know what, uh, along with the, the Porsche name, uh, I want to, I want to do better, you know, and uh, it's kind of inspired me to say, all right, Daniel, you know, take more care in the shots that you shoot, take more care in the planning of your content. And so with that, you know, I, I, everyone that watches and my subscribers, I, I want you to know that, you know, things will actually constantly be improving more and more as I strive to bring like better quality content. That's cool. You just got to keep raising the bar little by little. And before you yeah. know it, yeah, that's fantastic. I and, mean, and my wallet gets emptier and emptier as I do that. But <laughs> I haven't been there, done that, I know. But, you know, I'm selfishly, I want to see loads of uh, Porsche content from you. And uh, if we can... Uh, you know, if we can stay in touch like this, I hope that you get a surge of Porsche viewers from people who follow Auto Amateur <laughs> and, and the other Porsche content creators that uh, I, I uh, you know, stay in touch with. Um, but yeah, don't don't forget about your uh, your Cadillac uh, audience, which I <laughs> which you've obviously yeah. said you're not going to do. Um, great cars. Yeah, I, I've I've always liked Caddies and being a Brit, you know, they're one of those yeah, American icons. Yeah, that for sure. And thankfully, in the last ten years, they've really moved to more of a a sporty category especially with their v-line and uh, uh i think they're underestimated cars and uh they're just they're just freaking amazing and one of the best deals for a car with technology features and performance so uh i really hate it when some people are like ew cadillac you know especially some of the the people that prefer european cars but i gotta yeah. tell you this this car has been amazing and uh every time i get into it even after driving the cayman i'm just i'm just impressed with it and i go back to the cayman i'm impressed there and i go oh my god i'm one lucky dude <laughs> but man thank you i really appreciate you having me on here um you uh, bet. and uh, i really like what you're doing with the community you're, you've been reaching out to people to do this uh both the podcast the live streams and your porsche connected universe uh and and with that, you know, you pointed me to some of these other guys. Uh, the last Rasp, what's the guy that runs that? What's his name? Andy. Andy Gaunt. Yeah, last Rasp. Andy did. I, I just recently watched uh, his Targa uh, 964 oh, video, I think it was. And so he good. Did, he did a really amazing job. And I'm looking, and I'm like, 
Do we know his history, by the way? Like, does he already know how to do this stuff? Because he's making us look bad. Dude, I know. (laughs) he just started. I know. Every time I see a video, it's like, I love him more and I hate him more because his content is so good. (laughs) Yeah, well, congrats to to Andy out there. Uh, But uh, I appreciate your other guys here. You've sent it. You showed me to, uh, you know, the 9-11 guy, I think, Michael Bath. um, Yes, Michael. uh, What is it? Uh, 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 9-11. 9-11 cooled? Oh, Cool Collective? Uh, no, the other, the other guy with the uh, he's got the cool outline of the Porsche logo, uh, 911 oh, that, South. Oh, that that nine. Yeah. Oh, no, yes, 911 South. Um, yes, mm-hmm. in Atlanta. And uh, check out Lee Sibley of uh, that 911 guy uh, in the UK. He's got some. He's got some great content. Well, Daniel, thank yeah. you very much. And I, I say this from the bottom of my heart. I, I really mean what I'm about to say. You can be my wingman anytime. <laughs> oh God! Oh, you're killing me, man. Oh, but I'm, I, I, I do feel it. My, I gotta <laughs> Thanks, James, dude. I can't wait till we can meet up sometime. You bring that car out, and uh, we will drive. Sounds like uh, a plan. Maybe in, in line, not in formation on a single lane road. Though. <laughs> I'm going to follow your lead. Cause, like, you All know. right. <laughs> All right. Daniel, cheers, mate. That was awesome. That was Daniel at Jet Fuel Only. What a nice guy, especially so for putting up with all of my Top Gun references. I find it really funny living in America as a Brit, being a huge fan of the Top Gun movie, and coming out with all the lines in my English accent. It's just, oh, it really does make my day. you got to enjoy the little things. So that was Daniel, Jet Fuel Only. Check out his channel. Now that he has his Cayman, I imagine you uh, you portion that's out there are going to find uh, more and more of his content appealing, and uh, you should check him out. He's on Instagram as well. Um, and maybe, maybe I'll get out there before uh, baby number three arrives in May. That would be such a great road trip out to the Bay Area. <sighs> the Porsche Connected Universe, that would be another connection out there, Daniel and I in a video together. We'll see. Hope you're staying warm. It's uh, minus 45 degrees here Fahrenheit, which is about minus 42 degrees Celsius uh, here in Minnesota. Ridiculously cold. You go outside for more than a few minutes and you get frostbite, like legit. Um, There are warnings over um, cell phones and the weather services. Basically, we're staying inside. So maybe I'll get out and drive a bit this weekend. We'll see. Uh, of course, I will do a little bit. We'll we'll see what else I get get going on. Check out AutoAventure.com. Just recently dropped some pretty funny T-shirts. Um, some of them uh, requested by followers. Some of them suggested by my wife. Uh, <laughs> just check out AutoAventure.com forward slash shop. More videos coming soon. Another podcast next Friday. Thanks so much for continuing to support the channel and checking in. Stay warm. Stay safe. Stay healthy and get out and drive. Take care. Bye.